Don't you hate that? Hate what? Uncomfortable silences. Why do we feel it's necessary to yak about bullshit in order to be comfortable? I don't know. That's a good question. That's when you know you found somebody really special. And you can just shut the fuck up for a minute, comfortably share silence. Well, I don't think we're quite there yet, but don't feel bad. We just met each other. Welcome to South Philly's only podcast with your hosts, Marky Mark and Tony Nikki Jr. Ladies and gentlemen, you are now on the mark. We're coming to you live from gorgeous South Philadelphia. It's 12.15, Tuesday morning. 66 degrees here at Skyfall. What a week it was for Philadelphia, folks, as those Villanova Wildcats brought home that national championship in dramatic fashion one of the best basketball games you'll ever see whether it's nba or collegiate level just a tremendous tremendous job by the villanova wildcats and bring that national championship home tone you're giving me a look everything all right over there yeah i'm back and forth marky you know thrown uh thrown with that wildcat title what's wrong you know i'm uh, you know what's going on what's wrong I don't like that look you got on your face. What's wrong? Marky, yeah, it's, I think you know the, uh, the the tide came in. Oh, no. Yeah, the tide came in at 2 a.m. Oh, no. The other week, I woke up to three feet of water in my basement. Oh, God. And that house you set me up with, the exact thing I said I was concerned over, Marky. Uh, I had the had remaining my... of my Playboys down there, Marky, the uh, ones that escaped uh, from Vegas. They're ruined. Tone, I told you going into this thing. I only had my real estate license for two and a half weeks. I showed you that place with a lot of confidence. You told me that was the best thing I was going to find. <laughs> and it was, wasn't it? Marky, I saw one place. You talked me into it after one place. All I know is you guaranteed the winners weren't going to be that bad. I wake up, three feet of water, all my stuff's ruined. Yeah, Marky, if all that isn't bad enough, worst part is I go downstairs. My pet ferret, Raymond. Oh, no. He was floating in that three feet of mess down in a basement. Well, is he alive? Floating? No, Marky's drowned. He was floating there. Oh, no. Face down. I mean, this house has been a friggin' nightmare. You know, we'll see if I even survive it to the summer. And you never picked up that homeowner's insurance for me like you've guaranteed. How's the asbestos and mold removal been going? Asbestos is fine. Okay. Tone, I, you know, I express my deepest condolences. Yeah, yeah, you said it before. beautiful, brand new home in stunning Margate, New Jersey. But, uh, you know, we have to move on from events like these. We have to move forward. We got one hell of a show lined up tonight, Tone. That we do. That we do, Marky. We got the gorgeous Marissa Brunella scheduled to call into the Skyfall hotline. Presented to you by Verizon Wireless. I mean, she's going to make for one hell of an interview, Tom. Yeah, funny girl, Marky. Really beautiful girl and has a personality to go with it. Oh, she's a natural, ain't she? Yeah, going to be a good pickup for somebody out there. Absolutely. There's no doubt about that, Tom. She's going to dive into 
what online dating's all about in this day and age, how to go about it from a you know a guy and a, and, and a female's perspective. Some interesting stuff could put a lot of people on to you know where they need to be because I you know. I don't know much about it. I don't know much about it And she's a knowledgeable girl on that kind of thing. She's been on a couple of those sites. Yeah, from what she's told us, she's, you know, she's been through it with those uh, apps and sites and whatnot. And she's also going to get into the X-Files. Yeah, going to be fun to uh, hear a female's perspective on that thing. Yeah. We get a lot of the male opinion around here. Yeah, folks, tonight you're going to be listening to history as Marissa Brunella is going to be the first lady to... Enter on the marks, X-Files. Yeah, I'm very excited to hear her perspective on things. I'm sure she's got a couple X's who are hiding right now. We're shutting this thing off. Yeah, they don't want to hear this. They don't want to hear this stuff. They're scared to listen. Yeah, yeah, because I'm sure there's some nuts out there, these guys. Yeah, yeah, sure, sure. Especially when you're meeting them online, meeting them on apps. You don't know what you're going to get, Marky. You don't even know if they're real. What the hell are you getting yourself into? It could be in a Manti Teo situation for all I know. You might be talking to a robot. Or an animal of some sort. I don't know. Yeah. You ever been catfished before, Tom? I don't mess with the internet like that, Marky. I I fear that. Yeah, well, you didn't gain access to the internet until what? 2012, 2012, 13? I don't remember exactly. One of them years, yeah. Yeah, sure. You were completely off the grid. I just spent my days sitting in casinos all over the place. Had yeah. my TV, had my betting cards. Taking massive drags of menthol cigarettes. Large, large skips. Of Marble large, Reds. Large, large sips of dirty martinis. Of course, Grey Guzz- Goose Dirty. Guzzling them down. You know how I like it. You, lo- you guzzle them. You know what? Give me that thing. I'll do one. I'll do one. I'll do one. I've been known to uh, have a few of them. Yeah. Well, they used to call you Tony the Guzzler Nicky, didn't they? Nah, that was in my uh, college days. What was that, the Palms? Nah, that was in my college days, a little before that. Okay. I might have caught on a little bit in my mid-twenties. Okay. You were the Guzzler. I was the Guzzler, yeah. Marky, after my uh, third stint in rehab, my sponsor said it was a good idea that they dropped that nickname, so got rid of it there. Hey, I think a lot of our listeners understand that, Tone. I got news for you, though. Marissa, a few different attempts at finding love on social media, on these apps. You might be able to say she went through two or three different stints with it. And she's going to tell us all about it. Coming up, On the Mark, Episode 4, a tradition unlike any other, The Masters. between Brooklyn and South Philly, huh? Yeah, man. Leading the way over here. Leading the way. 
Well, guess what? This week we're right back at it. Only this time we're bridging the gender gap. Big gap in today's society, Marky. Major gap. We got the always beautiful, stylish, vivacious Marissa Brunella. Gorgeous girl. Some may think of her as the Italian Amy Schumer. And we're not calling her a train wreck by any means. Marissa, we're thrilled to have you. We're thrilled to have you on the mark. You are now thank on you. the mark. <laughs> Welcome, Marissa. Thank you, Mark. How's well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Of course. How, how's it feel to be on the mark? I feel like super special right now. Okay. Very special. Okay. And we, and we love that. And we love having We strive for that. We strive for that. You're the guest of honor now. I mean, I haven't been the guest of honor in a while at a lot of places, so I'm pretty excited. Well, now we're setting the new standard. All right. Your time is now. So Marissa, I'm ready. You're ready. You're ready. Yes. Yeah. Now, now we're going to talk a lot of things dating wise, mm-hmm. online dating, exes, yep. just, you know, what it is today to be our age and, you know, date. date I mean, where know. do I begin? Go ahead. I mean, what's your dating history like, Marissa? What have you been through? Where's your head at with it all? You know, what are you feeling? I mean, if we were going to start from the beginning, I'd have to say that it's been kind of a roller coaster for me with my dating life. Sure. And I um, think a lot of us can relate to that. Yeah. And I mean, I'm not super shallow, but I'm not, I'm a half decent looking girl. I Absolutely. mean, sometimes I think I shouldn't have this big of a problem, but, right. you know, maybe it might be, you know, the psychoness in me, That's or okay. it might be, you know, I, I might have a toe longer than the other. I don't know, but <laughs> I. I could it could possibly be those two things. I'm I don't not think sure, that's a but I mean, it's just you know I started young, sure. dating boys. How young were you? And how old were you um, with your first boyfriend? Well, like my first crush, I want to say I was probably like in second grade, and I uh-huh. punched him in the face because he wouldn't kiss me. Oh wow. Jesus Christ! I, don't make me a father, Mark. I had a girl, Maris, my hand to God, last Saturday. She punched me in the face. My hand to God. But you'd like it, though, because after I punched him, then he was like, well, are you going to kiss me? At no, no, I've been, I've been talking to my lawyers. I'm looking to file a class action <laughs> lawsuit and get paid off of this. So Maybe uh, you're intrigued by her. <laughs> oh, not really, honestly. But, um, okay, so go on. You punched him in the face. So, you know, I punched grade. him in the face. So second grade started, and then, you know, just kind of, snowballs from there. You, um, you must have really loved them to have the audacity. I did. I loved them for a full probably three days. Oh, and then yeah. we had to break up because he lived in Jersey and I lived in South Philly. And, you know, two eight-year-olds can't have a long-distance <laughs> relationship like that. It was a real fling, huh? Yeah. Real, <laughs> real weekend fling for me at oh eight my, years old. Oh, my God. All right. So now let, let's, let's move on from eight years old. Let's go a little bit further <laughs> down the line. Uh, what yeah, was, what I mean, was the next substantial event that took a toll on you mentally and made you <laughs> change your outlook towards dating? I might say probably my high school boyfriend. was here with him for about seven years on and off okay. through high school and college. Yeah, that's a long time. Yeah. And then all throughout my 20s, I dated, but I never got to like a point where I wanted them as my boyfriend. I never thought like, this is going to go somewhere. I want to meet his mom and I want to, yeah. you know. yeah. You know, like, take it to that next level. I always stop, like, short because 
honestly, it was just like the guys I was picking in my 20s shouldn't, I shouldn't even pick in the first place. So, I mean, that kind of leads me up to being 30 and deciding that I was going to online date because I thought, well, I haven't tried that yet. Okay. All right. So look, your longest relationship was for seven years on and off out of high school. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. And uh, obviously it didn't result in an engagement or marriage at any point. Negative. Or children. <laughs> nope. Okay. Okay. That's, that's a fine. bullet dodge right there. Yeah. For that's a, a win. For, yeah, there you go. So you dodged the bullet, Maris. So then <laughs> you said to yourself, hey, look, let me give this online dating thing a shot. Now, yeah. you know, it's 2016. I'd say probably a lot of people, the majority of people, resort mm-hmm. to doing that. There's obviously no shame in it at this point. So what <laughs> websites, what apps are you using to meet these guys that, you know, you're giving a shot from time to time? Well, first of all, I'm going to say it's bullshit when people say, oh, the good guys, the guys of quality or on these sites that you pay, like <laughs> Match.com, eHarmony, right. they say, you know, oh, you got to pay to get the quality. Honestly, they're all trash. Okay, all right. So, so, so with that being said, you're currently paying uh, no, I'm these not, dating sites. No, I'm not. I'm not paying. Okay, because so you they're take basically the free all, route. I take the free route. Yeah, okay. I'm not paying, the, I'm not paying to meet these guys that I'm probably going to see on Bumble and Tinder. Right. So yes, I have Bumble and Tinder. <laughs> All right, Bumble, Tinder, and uh, any others we should know? I did dabble in OkCupid last year. OkCupid, okay, fair enough. Um, I, I'm assuming that that didn't go too well since you're not on it anymore. Um, okay, Hubert, uh, where I met my ex, so I need to take a little bit of a break there from okay. Okay. that site, but Bumble and Tinder, I've had, I've, I've gone on quite a few dates from those sites, and I mean, I guess that could be another segment. <laughs> no, no, that can, that can be this segment, Maris. What was the, <laughs> the best date you went on uh, off of a Bumble or a Tinder? Well, the I did go on a great date, and then he ended up, like, totally just not being a great guy. But our first date was awesome. He Why me wasn't he a great guy? Um, he had small balls. He had small balls? Small balls? Yes. Wow, Tony, I never heard that one before. My God. I didn't know that was something that you got judged on. Small balls. Holy shit. Maris. We need details. Yeah, I don't I don't even know what you're talking about. Delve into why that's a thing. I mean, it's not it is a thing that's not a thing. Okay. I feel like guys I feel like balls to guys are where boobs are to girls. Like really? obviously wow. guys matter. I think you're putting those no, you're putting what? those balls on a pedestal. You're blowing my mind. <laughs> I mean Maris, I, there's some guys that are boob guys, or they're an ass guy. Are there girls? And there's some girls that, that are, are ball girls or a dick girl. Shaft. <laughs> the shaft girl or the ball girl. And I don't. I honestly, I don't think I'm. I'm either. But, but is that a thing? Is that a thing? I think so. I balls wow. are, girls talk about balls all the time. Don't wow. say, don't be fooled by it. Holy they know shit. what your balls look like. 
they tell their friends about your balls. Do so, they like, do sketches? I mean, we compare it to size. That's yeah. how you know. Like, you know, it's, oh, did, did it hit you? Did they hit you? Were they too small? Are they too big? Were they swinging like a chandelier them? kind of thing? Exactly, exactly. Wow. Girls talk about this stuff. Wow. This is good to know. Yeah, I really didn't. You know, I feel like I knew a lot of things, but never heard you that. You can't neglect no. your balls. People talk about them. Man, this is like we're taking a, you know, a quick step into a women's locker room and hearing all the... Details. I feel like I'm hidden in a locker. Yeah, fly on the wall. Yeah, I do. <laughs> all right, so this guy had a ball problem, you're telling us. A little bit, yeah. Not a little a lot. All right. So, a lot. And, and you know, you're harping on this, Marissa. So I'm getting the feeling it's almost like a deal breaker for you. You know, it wasn't so much a deal breaker until he kind of like went a little crazy, thought I was stalking him, texting me, telling me I drove by his house. But in reality, he was in my phone a small ball, but I never went by his house. <laughs> so. <laughs> oh, yes. Yes. He did rub me the wrong way, I guess this you could guy. say. Because it was like. This I mean, guy. like I said before, I only I only stole you with balls the size of eggs, not the size of sparkles. So I mean, you're out, buddy. Wow, wow, I'm I'm losing my mind right now. Tom. I'm gonna go home and look in the mirror and judge myself <laughs> after this. This is opening my mind to a whole some new world. Out and start comparing them. <laughs> yeah. So, so he claimed you were stalking him, and uh, like, yeah, and just keep it real, cause. We're not using any names here. We're not here to, to mm-hmm. crucify anybody. Were mm-hmm. you stalking him? Be honest. What, no, you see, that's the dr- thing. I mean, like, it's a very common thing for a girl or a guy. Maybe no, and you know what? I'm going to sit here, and I'm not going to sit here and say I've never. I've I, I hit him behind a dumpster at my ex's house to see if he was cheating yeah. on me. Like, literally laid on the ground in front of a dumpster yeah. to watch to see if he cheated on me. But, yeah. like. I think Tony recently. Uh, Sent a drone over his ex's house. And, uh, it's going to be $2,500 an hour. <laughs> and uh, I don't know how it worked out. I think the thing crashed, but what, what, that's besides the point. All right, so Marissa, at least we established. So him. I did not stalk him. Okay, but, but this particular guy, who you really didn't care about at all, no. um, you didn't stalk him. Interesting. And he accused you of stalking him. What, what made him accuse you of that? Well, he texted me out of the blue after we kind of ended things. I want to say like a month after we ended things, he texted me out of the blue and just said, hey, did you drive by my house? Right. And I was kind of like taken, I guess, off guard because A, I hadn't spoken to him in over a month, and B, I was like, I, we all live in the same neighborhood. I, I may have to get somewhere, but right. well, if you I, did, I don't really pay any attention. Uh, yeah, it wasn't it wasn't because I wanted to see if she was home or whatever. Right. And he was just like, just tell me if you did. And it was like, buddy, I, I did it. And he was like really like harping on it. And then he told me that his neighbor saw me and honestly was like, I don't even know what your neighbor looks like. So I don't even know if I could tell you that I even saw this girl. I, I don't know. Yeah. But I said, so how, how does your neighbor know it was me? And he was like, well, she said it was a tan Italian girl with long dark hair driving a black Honda. Uh, it sounds very rare. And I was in like, "Wow, that's really rare in South Philly." And he <laughs> got me, narrowed it down, buddy. You sticking like a sore thumb around here. Nate, what about you? I see him better than you. 
Put it somewhere in cowboy boots. Oh, yeah, you blend. <laughs> oh, man. That's terrible, Dad Marissa. Over there. Marissa, I, oh. I, I think you did the right thing by uh, moving off of him. Hot sleuths. My yeah. God. Small balls, Tone. I never heard that before. Never man. heard it. Any other issues you found with online dating? Um, I find that if guys don't put their height, it's kind of a situation when you go on your first date and you meet them and they're shorter than you. Wow. It's a big problem. Um, being that I feel like I'm a tall South Philly girl and I'm only 5'5". Five five, well, you're, you're, you're a taller Italian girl. A taller than exactly. typical. Usually Italian girls are 5'1". Five five right. No big deal. But unfortunately, five five I'm 5'5". Five five. Even 5'3". Right. Yeah. Well, when you're meeting a guy and he's 5'4", it's an issue. So there you have it, fellas. In your online dating profiles. Lie about your height. Lie about your height. 6'9". 6'9", 269 pounds. Maris, what, what's the right height? What, what kind of guy are you looking for? How tall, Maris? Honestly, height was never my issue. If it you just have can't some... be, all right, so it just can't be somebody who's, uh, you know, could be in Game of Thrones. No, I mean, but hey, if you have the swag like you, you know, the guy in Game of Thrones, go right ahead. <laughs> it's all the way you carry yourself. It's all the sure. way you present yourself. Sure. You present yourself like a short guy. I'm not going to like you. If you present yourself like, hey, I'm 5'5", five five, but you know what? I act like I'm 6'1". I might like you. Hey, fair enough. Confidence. Big thing. It's a big deal. Folks, this is... Size is everything. <laughs> Folks, So we're is... learning. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, right. <laughs> Folks, this is a tradition unlike any other. On the Mark, episode four, The Masters. Marissa Brunella. I'll tell you what, this is yeah. some interesting stuff, Marissa. Height, <laughs> ball size, attitude, whether you're stalking or not stalking. <laughs> Anything else we need to know regarding online dating? I think I have two things that are very important for guys on the online dating that I think girls look at and okay. that well, it's what, important. What else, go ahead. What else are girls looking for on online dating in this day and age? Well, I mean, you have the guys that post pictures. Obviously, the more the merrier. We want to see pictures of right. you. You want to get a good look at all the angles. You know, yeah, you know, all the angles, all the things you do. kind of hate the whole athletic picture. It's kind of like... What's an athletic picture? It's either like, you know, a gym selfie, which God help you if you are in the mirror at the gym taking a shirtless picture, but whatever. Right. right. Um, the whole hiking, the skiing, the whole marathon thing, like, we get it. You're in shape. Like, we yeah. get it. You're well-rounded person. Yeah. Like, you know, I, I feel like guys kind of, they think girls are so into that that they, like, literally will put, like, one picture of themselves, and then it'll be a million of them, like, hiking a mountain. It's like, I don't really give a shit. Right. Like, I don't need, need to see you hiking a mountain. Yeah. You know, I get it. One's enough. One's enough. Right. One picture right. of you being athletic. Okay. And the kid pictures. Okay. You, you're I mean, now, when you say kid pictures, the picture of the guy with their kid or them as a kid? No, I'd say a picture with them with a kid. Oh, okay. To show, you know, they're trying to show their sympathetic side. Compassionate I side, mean, Mark. I don't know about sympathetic. <laughs> I don't know if they're sympathizing over the There's kid. nothing more I'd like to do than send a girl but a picture of But do you really want your, your niece or nephew 
could be on an online dating site that you're probably just trying to get laid on and be like, hey, right. but I'm a sensitive guy. I have my. It's life. almost like pimping them out. For all we know, this exactly. is the guy's kid that he's still married to the, to the mother. Right. God exactly. And but there's nothing wrong with a guy with kids. Okay. Okay. And, there's nothing and, wrong with a guy with and, kids. And, you know, I think it's pretty common knowledge girls, you know, are attracted to guys who, you know, have kids. I guess because it shows you you commit it, you commit it to this kid, you're fertile. And I mean, it just, it shows a different level. It shows, hey, I can take care of this thing and not kill it. And I might be able to do it with you also. But you don't see the angle that his girl's family raises the kid, that he didn't have the, you know, for lack of a better word, the balls to man up and just marry the girl he had the kid with? You don't hold any of that against them? No, because everybody makes mistakes. And at the time when people have, you know, kids, they may think, you know, this is the person I'm going to be with, I love. And then, you know, come down the line that they might not be the right person. But as long as you step up as a man and take care of your kid, no matter if you marry the mother or not, I think that's definitely, to me, I think that's definitely a big turn on. And it's definitely a big, you know, well, okay, this dude's not a bad dude. I mean, he went through some shit, but, okay. you know, take care of his kid. That means he'd probably take care of me. Right, okay. And, and girls love to be taken care of. Absolutely. And they're lying when they say they don't. <laughs> right, right, right. That's right. All right, Maurice. Fair enough. I, you know, I think Tony, Tony's over here nodding his head. I'm not in my head. I'm pretty much in accordance with everything you're saying. So with that being said, let me take this right into our fan favorite segment. This is a deep, dark world. Get ready. Okay. It gets scary. It gets scary. (laughs) The X-Files. Benny hit the music. guests and listeners are afraid to step into, but uh, Marissa Brunella is not afraid to step into. Folks, we have Marissa Brunella on the Skyfall Hotline brought to you by Verizon Wireless. Marissa, welcome to the X-Files. Thanks. Thanks for having me. (laughs) All right. As we established... You're you're a single lady right now. Yes, I am. And there's nothing wrong with that. Mm-mm. Nope. Now, who was the, you know, the most unlucky guy, the most recently unlucky guy that uh, missed his opportunity? What what happened with your ex-boyfriend, Maris? Why didn't it work out? I mean, there's been plenty of them. My most recent one, I don't like speak of because it's so recent, but I did have an ex prior to him okay. that was kind of a weird situation. Okay. Just, Why was it weird, Marissa? Well, you know, first off, we were hooked up and by um, his mother. His and mother. yes, his mother hooked us up. So you two were um, set up for a first date by this this gentleman's mother? Yes. Yes. I had 
worked, worked with her. I oh, worked with her, okay. and he came into a store that I was at, and she was there also. And just so happened we met, and I guess you could say, like, we I felt, like, somewhat this chemistry when we first met. Like, it was, like, weird feeling, like, oh, hey, like, usually when people say, oh, my son's really cute, you should meet him. They're probably lying, and they're probably like, "But I was like, something's wrong with him." Was, That's what I think. I think something's wrong something's with him. Wrong with him. But he like walked in, and he was like a fairly attractive guy, and you know, okay. just, just seemed really nice. So I was like, "Okay, yeah, I can do this." Okay, fair. So we we started dating, and you know, like it, it was just really easy. I was myself around him. I didn't sugarcoat things for him. Good feeling. Um. You know, like, he took me out. You know, whenever I wanted to go out, he'd take me out. Mm-hmm. He'd send me roses. And, you know, like, things were progressing nicely. Like, he met my family. I met his family. Nice. Um, and then he gave me a key to his house and basically wow. said, what's mine is yours. And, you know, yeah, well, well, do this. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty official thing. How many, yeah. uh, you know, how deep into the relationship was that? How many months or years in were you? At the point you I mean, honestly, I want to say it was about two months in. I moved wow. quick. I'm a quick mover. Yeah, like, yeah. you know, you like me, let's do this. Like, yeah. there's no, like, fucking around. So, yeah. Yeah, basically, sure. you know, two months in, he's, he's handing me keys and roses. And, you know, this is, you know, when when we get married, when we have kids. And I was wow. like, okay, great. You know, this is this definitely what I want. Same yeah. thing. So, but I found one thing oddly strange. Oh, no. So, in in the two months we were together, um, and it lasted a month after also me figuring out after the two month mark something was wrong. Mm-hmm. Um, he he wouldn't sleep with me. Oh no, he wouldn't and, sleep with you. No, Marissa, and I mean sexually. That's, Sleeping, that, yes. Using yeah. on <laughs> satisfied. He wouldn't have sex with you. Was he gay? Yeah. Well, that's the thing. I thought that. Was he bi? He, I don't know. Because <laughs> honestly, <laughs> he's had prior girlfriends. Right. And he had a girlfriend for a very long time. And I mean, I don't know if the, the breakup really got to him or something. But yeah, like he just, he'd make out with me and he'd get to a point And then he would just like roll over. Like, I have a headache tonight. Go to bed. Right. And it was. And like, could he, could he I have... felt like the dude. Like, I kind of felt like there I am with my blue balls. Like, what the fuck just happened? Small balls. Small blue balls. Small blue Baseball, balls. Balls of all sizes. Basketball. This has been a wild episode, Tom. So, Maris, your, your, your boyfriend who you adored, you loved, you I don't know if I with. loved him. Oh, well, you said things were moving so Great, You're talking marriage, but you didn't love him, huh? Maurice. I mean, I wasn't fully there we yet. Might have, I was we having might unveil the healing. chick in the armor here, Tom. This might not be good. Maurice, I'm a little worried now. So you were talking about kids, marriage, living together, going out, roses, and you weren't in love with him? I had strong feelings for him, but when he started not 
like when I realized that he wasn't going to sleep with me, I mean, I, I kind of pulled back on the, the love situation. I was falling in love with him, right. but I wasn't fully in love with so him you, yet. You need, and you need the great sex to to be in love completely, huh, Morris? I feel like that's the full round package. It I is. feel like that's it definitely is. a. The reason why people fall in love. I mean, there's other reasons, but that's definitely a big reason why yeah. people fall in love. You know, like yeah. you're good in bed, you have good chemistry in bed. I mean, that's definitely a reason why people stay together till this day. Yeah. You know, like, in fact, in uh, uh, Maurice, I think I think that's a you know a great point that pretty much everybody agree with. Unfortunately, um, you know, Maurice, recently I was uh, I was sent to a. Uh, a cardiologist, and uh, he deemed my heart not healthy enough to have sex. And ask if your heart is healthy enough for sexual activity. So, uh, what do you make of that? And could that have been the issue with your boyfriend? And if it was the issue, can you fault him for that? His heart, just like my heart, <laughs> simply can't handle sex. I mean... Yes and no. Like I, I don't know if I could be with somebody that that couldn't have sex ever. Like, what else would you possibly do with them? Like, right. Actually, have to talk to them. Well, like, you it's take just... them through the rehab, and you build their heart up and make the the arteries and aorta valve stronger. To or you can just go into the priesthood. Or you could just enter the priesthood. Maris, you're you're strict with this. I mean, I just feel like it's a big deal breaker. I no, feel like, you know, is. as much as it as is. much as sex is important to men, it's important to women. Yeah. And if women say right. that it's not, they're lying. Of course they are. And we know that. That's that's a common fact at this point. Now, yeah. all right. Now, you said you were with the kid for a couple months. How long did mm -hmm. he go without having sex with you, Maris? Um, I want to say, so like the first month, you know, I'm a lady and, you know, we only been on a couple of dates and I slept there every now and then, okay. like in the first month, but it wasn't like anything, you know, I just thought, okay, this kid wants to take things slow, I'm fine with that, like, but then the whole roses and the whole, I want you to be my family, I want a key to my apartment, okay, now we're speeding it up, so let's, let's go full speed ahead, and I want to say like, then like the second month I realized that. You know, he'd come home from work. I'd be laying in bed. I would maybe have on like a cute pair of underwear, nothing else, wow. nothing. He'd be like, "All right, well, I'll, you know, should I set the alarm for tomorrow?" And I'd be like, "So you, I, you were trying to give off that provocative feel, and you're a beautiful yeah. girl. Many, many men would jump at that, and he's he's not jumping at that. And you're saying to yourself, "What the hell is going on over here?" Exactly. At what point so do you I'm just thinking, jump in? Oh, wow. There you go, Tom. At what point do you force the action, you know? Oh, wow. There you go. I mean, I tried it a couple of times and was, like, completely, like, turned down to the point where it's almost, like, embarrassing because you're like, hey, I'm a good-looking girl. I shouldn't be getting turned down for this Absolutely. shit. Absolutely. And, and, folks, so, to a lot of our listeners out there who, who, you know, have never seen a picture or met Marissa... Beautiful girl. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Gorgeous girl. Uh, any guy would be lucky to take her out on a date. Connie's got like a Kourtney Kardashian thing going on, Tone. Definitely. Beautiful, you know, beautiful girl. There. This guy sounds like a dangling. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, Marissa, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm surprised to hear something like that. So is he, is he doing anything else weird? 
I mean, he also would get drunk and speak in an English accent. So I don't know if that had something to do with the non-sexual side. But he would... Boston Powers? Let me ask you a question. And be honest. Do I make you horny, baby? Do I? Do I make you randy? Yeah, kind of. Like, like, <laughs> <laughs> well, you're not fucking me, so no, you're not making me horny at all. Um, wow. And he would talk in an English accent all night or just periodically, occasionally? What? Um, I would say like as soon as he would like hit a certain point in his drunkness, the, the English accent would come out and then it wouldn't stop till he went to bed. So it's almost like it turned a switch on his head and he was like speaking in tongues and he was English. He was also in powers. So by the accent, you could begin to tell how drunk this guy was. Yes. Yes. Oh my God. So he wouldn't have sex with you. He spoke mm-hmm. in a, a fake English accent. Yep. Anything else to add to the list? I mean, that's it, really. It's how just long, you know, I mean, it came to how, how long did it last until you just said this is this is dead? Forget about it. Well, here's the best part. So he had a dog, and I feel like I always see guys with pets, and I get very attached to the pets, more <laughs> of the pets than to them. Like yeah, I hear you. I'm, time, I'm an animal lover too, Boris. Most of the time when, like, we end a relationship, I have half a mind to steal their pet and be like, you know what? I think you know. The pet's better off with me and not you, but... It's a kid, don't. It's a kid. <laughs> She's been with That's the guy for two months. <laughs> but, so... The pet's so better off with Maris. Better off with me. He's just very unhappy. I feel sorry for him. Bad diet, isolated environment. It's amazing he's still alive. So he was going away for the weekend. I think it was like a Thursday, a Friday, Saturday, coming back Sunday. Mm-hmm. And he... You know, just so happened, didn't get his dog his proper shot to put him in a kennel. So he then called me and was like, hey, I know I'm going away, but do you mind, you know, staying at my apartment? I know I won't be in his house. I know I won't be there, but can you just stay and watch the dog? And being that we were dating and all the stuff, I mean, now that I look at it, he should have took me on the trip because it was like a family trip, but I didn't much into it at the time. So I... You know, of course, yeah, of course I watch her dog. I love the dog. So I stayed there by myself in his house, just me and the dog, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And then at some point Sunday, I was just like, I need to go to fuck home. Like, I'm sick of being in here by myself. <laughs> oh. Right, right, right. So he gets home Sunday. And I find this odd because every time I've dated some guy and I've been really, I've been really serious with them, they go on trips and they come home and they suddenly get a stomach virus wow. all the time. It's like the kiss of death for me. And yeah, as soon as they go away on a trip and they come back with a stomach virus, I know I'm getting the boot. Uh-oh. So <laughs> he came home, got a stomach virus. I left the next day, you know, took care of him through the night, made sure he was okay. I leave the next day. Never hear from him that whole day. The okay. next day follows, never hear from him so again. You know something's so, up. Something's up, you know? I'm like, okay, that's weird. Didn't hear from him Tuesday, Wednesday, now it's Thursday. Don't hear from him. Right. Friday, I get a text, and it's just like, hey, um, you at the gym? 
And I was like, yeah. And he was just like, okay, I'm going to call you in a little bit. Okay. okay. So he called me and basically says, like, you know, things aren't working out. You know, I'm just not ready for this commitment. And I'm just, like, dumbfounded because I'm kind of like, she wouldn't even sleep with me. Like, yeah. I should be done with this. Yeah. And so I thought maybe, like, he was, like, some weird Mormon or something yeah. that, like, you know, like took a religious vow and, like, needed to marry me to have sex or whatever. I don't know. Mm-hmm. But so basically we ended the relationship. I was just like, I can't do this either because, you know, you're acting funny. You're act- I-, I can't put my finger on why you act the way you act. So I, I just can't do this. What was worse, the, the no sex or the English accent? I think it was a little of both. And then the, the, I think the nail in the coffin was, you know, hi, babysit my dog and then I'm going to dump you. Yeah. So, you know, it was kind of... You should have stole that dog. Yeah. I should have stole the dog. All these guys, they don't leave your pet around me. I will take your pet. What was the dog's name, Maris? I'd rather not say. I love dogs, Tom, with human first names. A dog with a human first name cracks me up. I think it's so funny. Yeah. Especially if the... Especially if it's like a a Spanish name. Like Hector. Like a dog named Juan or Hector. I don't think I've met a dog named Juan or Hector. Or Jesus. Jesus. That's a good name. You know, why not? But my ex, prior to him, he had a cat named Wilson. Awesome name for that, by the way. Wilson. Now, this is an issue with me when I think Wilson, I think the volleyball from Castaway. That's exactly what I was thinking. I can't live with that. Who doesn't love the volleyball from Castaway? Like, really? It actually made me really sad when I saw that that Wilson volleyball floating away in the wind. I felt bad. I felt that in the pit of my stomach. Yeah. I'm sorry, Wilson. Wilson, I'm sorry. Yeah, that made me sick, Tom. And when he booted Wilson yeah. out, of the, uh, out of his shelter? Oh, man, you know what That's I That's a heartbreaker, you know man. What? When he pulled his own tooth in that movie? Oh, yeah. Oh, shit. I Marky, I've had a tooth pain that bad before. Yeah. Well, you got that black tooth. You got one of the best dentists in the city taking care of you. You'll be all right. I was Tom Hanks for Halloween. I, I, I vaguely remember that on Instagram. Was that a couple years ago, or when was that? No, it was this year. I was Tom Hanks and Castaway for for Halloween. Yeah, okay. I remember seeing it. My that could be a totally different segment about how girls don't need to be slutty for Halloween. Uh, uh, that's like one of the biggest things I believe in. Um, yeah, absolutely. It's more impressive if a girl is witty and funny with her Halloween costume than dressing like a stripper, for real. And 95% of guys will agree with that. I hear you. Um, Maris, here at On The Mark, we're hosting a speed dating event. A lot of a lot of singles will be coming through Skyfall Studios. What do you think? You, you Would you like to sign up for something like that? Would you be interested in attending an event like that? Oh, definitely. I'm down. It's, Anything. It's going to be open bar. Okay. We're going to have like a it. lot of different types of people here. We'll get there. We'll take care of that tre- cheese tray this time. We'll have a nice cheese tray, <laughs> nice hors d'oeuvre thing set up for you. Tom, what's well, the someone be there measuring the bowls, though. I need to know. Because I'm not going to be knowing that I got these marble bowls. We'll get everybody's balls checked out before we get them on. Nobody's going to get castrated okay. at this thing, though. Tony, how's that list looking? 
Looking solid, Mark. You up to about uh, six or seven male or females right now. Okay, okay. But another couple on the uh, maybe side of things. Okay, okay. So it might be as high as nine, ten. Definitely double digits. Plus Marissa. Definitely and, double uh, have digits. Have they all committed to paying the uh, the re- the registration fee? Exactly. Yeah, of oh, course. Okay, they're they're all, okay. They're in. So Marissa, this thing is off the ground. This thing is running, and uh, this might be a good opportunity for you, Marissa. Absolutely, I'll be there. Oh man, Marissa, you're the best. We're gonna let you. Thank you. Exit the X Files now. Uh, you were tremendous. Thank you. Um, I God. do have much many more stories about my exes, but I want to hold them for another time in the X Files. Absolutely, we're gonna pry some more stories out of you for the X Files. In fact, we're thinking about doing <laughs> a. Uh, an entire episode dedicated to the X Files. I like that. That sounds right up my alley. <laughs> Marissa, it is. It is, and it's actually it's it's definitely happening. You're definitely going to be a part of it. But as oh. for now, as for episode four, ladies and gentlemen, this is a tradition unlike any other. On the mark, the masters. Marissa, we love you. You're the best, baby. Thanks for coming on, sweetheart. Thank you. Love you guys. She's entertaining as all hell, ain't she? Yeah, that was good stuff, man. That might have been my favorite X-Files so far. Holy I love the yeah. female perspective of that thing. We need more of that, and she'll be back. We have to bring her yeah, back. Yeah, bring her. Bring a couple friends. Make a party out of it. Ah, oh, for sure. For sure. We'll get our people to contact our people, and we'll get that set up right away. Yeah, for sure. Folks, bring back a little segment we like to do here at On The Mark. Mark the date. David Letterman turned 68 today, folks. Happy birthday. 68. Looks 88. Does. <laughs> and you know what I mean? I'm going to take this right in here. Yo, Dave. You look horrible. Oh, uh, we're going to combine the segments here. <laughs> we got to do a merger. I-, I hear you. He does, He man. looks like shit. <laughs> Ew. You look horrible. Yeah, man, I saw him shaved head, full-on beard. Where's he going with that beard? I have. I thought he was trying out for Survivor. I thought he went from one CBS show to another. He looks like a real jag-off. Got a little bit 
thicker in the gut area. I mean, this is a guy who was a great late night success for years, man. He was a mainstay. My parents love this guy. He was a mainstay. He was a big time late night TV guy. Always had was clean cut. Yeah. He might, and now he's saying how much he hates TV. You know, and I'll tell you what, Tom. You could say he was always clean cut, and yeah, up to today's standards, I guess he is. But when I used to watch him, he would wear those suits with white sweat socks. And I always used to say, what that boy this guy I wearing? never noticed that. Yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. That tells a lot about a guy. He's a goof. He's a total goof. Yeah, I, and, I, that and says a lot. What's proved him more than that, that beard? Yeah, Marky, this guy's showing signs of early onset dementia. Jeez, He's yeah. losing his mind. You know, Tony, I hope not for his sake, for his kid's sake. The guy's falling apart, man. He looks horrible. He claims he doesn't watch TV anymore. Okay, so you made your career out of TV for 20 plus years. But now you're now against you it. don't watch it. Now you're, you're not for it. You're a pioneer against it now. Come on, Dave. Wise up a little bit. I don't know crazy. if he knows who he is, Mark. I'm serious. I, I, I really don't. Maybe there's a drug thing there. Seriously, big beard. Never know. Stupid You never head. know. Is this head bald, Benny? Yeah, Benny's giving me the nod. Yeah, he's got a bald head right now. I thought so. I was making sure. This guy's losing it. 68. Come on, clean it up. I'd like to get him on some medicine. Maybe bring him back down to earth, down to reality. Yeah. That TV show was the best thing for this guy. Apparently, it kept him uh, in order. Kept him sane. And when he left, he was real excited about his next stage of life. I remember that in his exit speech. Yeah, I His so. next stage... Is being a, a jackal. Being a Momo. Yeah, exactly. He's a Momo, this guy. Yeah. Let's call it what it is. He's a Momo. And guess what? I always had a thing. I kind of like Jay Leno a little bit more. I thought it was a little bit funnier. That's funny. I think I was a little more of a Letterman guy, I to be quite to, honest. I used to find Letterman so not funny that he was funny and I would laugh because of how not funny he was. And I was like, people like You were watch, making a joke out of him. Yeah, like to myself, to amuse myself. Like, I was like, people watch this guy and like love it and think he's entertaining. I enjoyed his top 10 lists. Yeah, they were they were. Those right. could get they okay. Right. You get yeah. the right guest on air. Yeah, don't overrate them. He didn't write those. Of course not. Yeah. I'm not saying he did, he but he presented it well. You know what I mean? Yeah. And presentation goes a long way for sure. He's um, he's out of TV now. He's out of late night, as we know. And honestly, from what I'm seeing, these pictures that Benny's holding up right now behind the glass. <laughs> Benny really got them jumbo size. Those are some big pictures. Well, he got them enlarged for this yeah. episode. But I'll tell you what. He made the right decision bailing out. He's a weirdo, Tom. I'm worried about this guy. I'm really concerned. From the bottom of my heart, I'm concerned about you, Dave. If you want, call in here. Call in on a mark. We'll get you the help you need. I'll tell you what, Tony's tank ring and tonics go down smooth, babe. I know what I'm doing behind that bar. <laughs> Peyton enjoyed himself last week before the incident. Oh, uh, he did. He did. Yeah, I think yeah. he enjoyed himself a little too much. He overindulged. Yeah, well, obviously. But hey, David Letterman, man. He looks demented. You know, I hate to say this. I hate to make a mockery. 
Looks like kind of like a demented Santa Claus. He's going to scare the kids Holy come holiday time. God. He's going to scare the hell out of the children. Hide this guy once the holidays come around, folks. I hope you don't let him into the light. Holy Because he's scary. He's a scary he's human being. unrecognizable. Like you said, he had a clean-cut thing going on when he hosted the show. Now, by no means was he a GQ type of guy. But he was, you know, he was just is what it he is. He could pass he, for normal. Pass for normal in our right-looking older gentleman. Now he looks like an asshole. I'm telling you, Mark, he has the dementia. The guy's lost his mind. I hope it's not that. But he's he's got issues. He's got it. How do you have that much money and look like that big of a jagoff? Sometimes the money messes with these guys more, I'll tell you what. Thank God it didn't happen for me. I'm telling you. He's 68. He looks 88. He needs he looks to do like... everything in his power for the paparazzi to never see him again. Yeah, we need to put him into hiding. Yeah, we do. Folks, this is the type of people that, you know, CBS employs for their primetime late night show. This is who's getting the big time jobs in America, folks. Disappointing, isn't it? Yeah, man. Once the true colors come out, I mean, it's Leno kinda... quit, and next thing I know, we had that annoying uh, car show. I wasn't about that right. at all. No, no, no. Get out of here, Jay. He couldn't stay away. No. And, uh, but that's a whole nother deal. Yeah, that's a whole nother story, because the one who looks horrible, is, Letterman. Is the legendary. You look horrible. David Letterman. Dave, please, don't be afraid to reach out. I'll send you to a guy... Give you a nice, fresh cut. Make you look presentable, for goodness sake. We know the right people. Please, Dave. Yeah, Just call us. You give us a five-minute segment, and we'll uh, get you the help you need. <laughs> Absolutely. Hey, with that being said, yo, Dave, you look horrible. See you, man. See you, Dave. Folks, my producer, Benny Spielberg, is holding his hand up. I see a bunch of lights flashing in the background over there. Something's going on. Yeah, we got something going on here with the uh, Skyfall hotline, apparently. Benny, let's take this thing right to break. When we get back, folks, we got a we got a major surprise coming up. My God, the Skyfall hotline is blowing up. Yeah, I'm excited for this. I wasn't expecting this call tonight. Oh, me either. But hey, there's some irony here. A lot of people across the country don't know how positive these Philadelphia sports fans can be. I'll tell you what, Philadelphia sports fans, they've been through a lot. A lot of heartbreak. A lot of sickening losses. But here's a guy 
who sees the glass half fill all the time. Kind of like your glass of Grey Goose right now. Vincenzo Tibiasi, welcome to On The Mark. How you doing, Vin? Mark, how you doing? Thanks for having me. Oh, of course, of course. So look, what'd you think of that uh, Phillies two out of three up in New York at City Field? What do you make of that? Well, it's pretty impressive. They got uh, you know some good pitching out of a couple young guys. Bullpen was able to hang on, and you know, like I said, the two young pitchers, Velasquez yesterday, nine Ks in uh, six innings. Today, Hulkson with his second strong start of the mm-hmm. year. Vin, yeah. how do you feel about Gomez in that uh, in that ninth inning? Gomez, uh, honestly, you know, he's a little shaky, but he looked he looked pretty good today. Um, I'm hoping he can, you know, just take the roll and run with it. Absolutely. You know, Grandma. I think he's I think he's their best option. You know, so that, that's sure. you're gonna have closing out your games. Sure. He's got a command of the strike zone, but it's just funny seeing like a ground ball pitcher uh, as your closer as opposed to like a power strikeout guy. Yeah, yeah, he's not typical end of the end of the rotation end of the game guy, you know. But uh, right. Hey, man, if, if he can get guys out. Uh, yeah. That's all the yeah, got a couple already up there in New York. And I'll yeah. say this. Here's a Phillies team last year uh, after the seventh inning, 47-3 and three overall. And now this year they lost those first two in Cincinnati. I got a little scared, I got to be honest with you. Yeah, sure. A lot of people did. I mean, let's be honest, Vin. This team could be 4-2 and two right now. They could have took two out of three from Cincinnati. Yeah, they should have. That's, you know, that's the problem with, uh, you know, a weak uh, bullpen like that. But... Right. Hey, we, you know, they had a couple of good games in a row, so, you know, hopefully they can build on that. For sure. They had the uh, one guy, Naris, he pitched, he pitched two good yeah, games in a row. Let's get yeah. time tonight, so. Yeah. Um, you know, maybe he can he end can up in the center. seventh inning or even a setup role, possibly. Absolutely, absolutely. And you know what, this team, you know, they hit the ball out of the park a little bit. We, we haven't seen that in a while. Just a lot of young no, guys actually, taking their ABs seriously, honed in. They know they have to make a name for themselves. Yes. And they know they got big-time prospects following them up behind them in double-A and triple-A. They know that the time is now if they're going to carve out a, a, a real career in the league. Yeah, you got a producer. You know, there's a guy running your heels. Exactly. exactly. They, they're not going to hesitate to bring up some of these young guys that they've gotten and, you know, trades over the last couple of years. For sure. You got to cultivate competition and you got to cultivate talent. Yeah, I love this uh, Philly squad this year. I'll tell you what, Marky. Vegas had them at 64 and a half over under win total. And I say, when you got young kids like this in those dog days of summer, you know, July, August, these kids are still going to compete, give 110%. I think it's tough for winners like Chase Utley, like Rollins, guys that have won the World Series. When they're 10 games back in Arizona in the middle of August, I, I, I don't think you're getting 110. Uh, I don't not. see it. Because they said to themselves, hey, we've been there, we've done this. Let's, you know. Yeah, I like these Phillies to pull out 70 wins. I really like it. Vin, how many wins do you see this team getting? You're Mr. Positive. You're Mr. Positive Philadelphia. Where do you see them at, Vin, at the end of the year? You see them competing for that second wild card spot, that wild card game, that play-in game? Can they get there, Vin? I'd like to think so. If they can keep it up what they've done the last couple uh, days, you know, I'm I'm going to keep my... uh, Keep my hopes up, uh, yeah. you know, until they show me otherwise. But uh, you, you know, uh, Tony, you pull for it or what? So of course I am. You know, Tony mentioned that uh, over under number. Yeah. Uh, so I, I thought that was over. 
you know, as soon as I saw it. I, you see that I as just, a lock, too, you know, don't you? Tone's been talking about it for two, three weeks. Yeah, I love that thing. A, a straight, pure lock. Yeah, I think, I, you know, at the very least, high 60s, uh, I think that would get put up. You know, uh, even, uh, you know, who knows? Maybe they could hang around 500 or even better, you know? Absolutely. Yeah. Hey, and, and if you're at 500 at the All-Star break, you're a big market team in the Phillies. You're a big market team. Who's to say, if you're in the race at the All-Star break, that you don't go out and bring in a guy? Whether it's a, yeah, a corner they've been going to do it before. Whether it's they've a, done it, you yeah, know. Yeah, they've done it before. Whether it's a top-of-the-rotation guy. What do you think, Vin? Yeah. Can it happen? You know, as of now, I'm going to say yes, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I, I don't... Uh, all right, Obviously, they're not the talented bunch, most talented bunch, but you know, maybe some of these young guys start to pull together, you know, even more than they have so far. Absolutely, a young team with a couple of veterans in there, they could pull it together. You know, we might be looking at a, you know, a real major league playing out, not on the big screen, but on the uh, on the diamond. Now, Definitely. from a team who we hope goes to the playoffs to a team that is going to the playoffs, the Philadelphia Flyers. What do you think, Vin? Are they gonna? Are they making a run? Are they going to the cup? What's happening there? Well, I like their chances against uh, Washington in the first round. I'm gonna tell you that much. Okay. Uh, now, how come? You know, they why, have, they have a hot like goalie. Mason's playing well. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, that's one thing. If you can uh, get a hot goalie in the playoffs, you know, he can get you all the way. That's the truth. So, Vin, Vin, let me ask you: How much uh, stock yeah. do you put into people that say? Washington hasn't really had an important game now in a couple months. They've been cruising in that one seed, and you get a Flyers team, second best record in the East, following the All Star break. I actually kind of think that's a pretty good point. Um, you know, I feel like if you're playing meaningful hockey all the way through the end, it's kind of a lot easier just to get, you know, keep it going. But you said they, they've won the President's Trophy, you know, a lot a couple of weeks ago. So. Yeah, they, these guys haven't been playing at the uh, you know the highest intensity that, that they would normally be if they were uh, you know in a tight race or something like that. Yeah, almost like a, a Warriors effect, kind of falling back exactly. a little bit. Kind of yeah. falling back a little bit. So if you, if you had to put it out there, uh, how far do you see the the Flyers going right now? Your prediction, your Mister Positivity. How far do you see the squad going? They're hot, playing good hockey. I could see them winning a couple rounds at the least. Okay. You know, I, I think love, uh, I, love, hey, and, I think they have a lot of talent. They're the tough, they're a scrappy team. Oh, it would be great. Anytime you have a nice, you know, uh, a good playoff run out of, out of any team, it's uh, a great experience. Penguins, Flyers, East Finals. Ooh, I could see fun? it, man. Tone, wouldn't that be fun? I could see it. Vincenz, uh, what do you think? Flyers, Penguins, be awesome. Eastern Conference Finals. Not reseeding uh, this year, Marky. First time uh, in a while for the hockey, not reseeding in the second round. So, Penguins as a two seed, they're going to sit up top. Yeah. Whereas the Flyers will be on the other side at the eight. We yeah. won't see them to the finals. And I'll, I'll tell you what, how about Hextall? When when he won it with the Kings, they were an eight seed. Yes. That's very true, yeah. So that's something to look yeah, at. You can get there with Boucher and Leighton. Yeah. I think Mason can get hot. Yeah, right, right. Exactly. And how about this? The last time Nova won the national championship. The Flyers went to the Cup. Did you see that that's stat right. earlier that's in the week? I didn't, I didn't see it. Yeah. Who did yeah, they lose pretty to? Amazing. Who did the Flyers lose to in the Cup in 85? Benny, who do we got? I think it was the Oilers. I'm not mistaken, was it the but Oilers? I'm not. 
it might have been the Oilers. Uh, our producer, Benny Spielberg, is pulling it up right now. Yeah, it was the Oilers. And that makes sense. Yeah. You were you were on point, as always, Vincennes. That was a time when, you know, uh, Gretzky, Messier, sure. they, you know, they, were, they were for real. They were the real deal. They were the real deal. Oh, we beat a lot of people yeah. up, though. <laughs> That's for sure. <laughs> That's what they pride themselves on. Now, That's what the old school fans love about the Flyers. That's what the old school know? fans love in hockey and with the Flyers. And uh, it's going by the wayside at this point. It's a speed game now. But, uh, man, it was fun when it was a, a phys- more physical game. Absolutely. Now, Vincenzo, the Sixers just had Sam Hinkie resign with a 13-page memoir. And who is very interesting at that, to say the least. But, uh... What do you think, you know, now the direction of uh, this Sixers organization with, you know, Hinky gone and, and Colangelo in? Well, I think, uh, you know, Colangelo's, he has, he has a track record, you know, so. Are you comfortable um, with his track record? A lot of people aren't. I'm pretty comfortable. I mean, I know, you know, maybe, you know, everyone wants to win that title and everything, but he's always been there. He's always had one of those teams where, you know, conference finals, you know, long playoff runs every year. You know, maybe, you know, he'd be over that hump. But I think he's, uh, you know, very capable of putting a contender together that's, you know, going to gonna be there, you know, for, for years to come. Now, let, let me put this on you. Do you see a, a, a strong free agency period and a strong draft for the Sixers putting this team right in contention for an Eastern Conference Finals appearance next year? Do you see that? I could see that if they, uh, you know, if the ping pong balls fall right, where they get a right, yeah. first pick and the Lakers pick works out this year. Yeah. You know, that's two top four picks right there. And then. Who do you want at one, you know, Who knows? Who do you want with the number What's one that? overall pick? Who do you want at one? Um, I got, you know, I have to say Simmons, I guess, but um, I'm really, I'm really liking uh, Ingram a lot out of two. Me too. Yeah, I, I think I would could still shoot, go man. with, with uh, Simmons, though. Facilitator Simmons Close. is. If that shot can get on, he'll be an absolute stud. Yeah, absolutely. So if they're that close, then let me ask you, if they're that close, Sam Hankey, would you call it then success or not success this run? Has he put them in position to get there? I would call it a success. I mean, yeah. I, I wish he kind of hung around. Yeah. That's a good point. It's exactly what I waited when he was here. Yeah. I mean, look. And also, I mean, I know I know Hinky didn't like the fact that they brought in Colangelo overseas right. thing, but they all they, he wasn't fired. You know, they said they, right. he right. had a place on this team. Yeah. He's the one who decided to go. Exactly. So. Left millions on the table to go. Yeah, they didn't force his hand by any means. Right. I mean, you know, but, I mean, I can understand that he didn't like the you know maybe not having the power a little bit, but you, you had your way for a few years now. Mm-hmm. You're bringing in a guy who's been around forever. And it's going to be a collaborative effort. It's not going to just be everything that Colangelo wants to do. Hickey's going to be, you know, uh, in the discussion as well. So I kind of wish he was around to, you know, see it through a little bit longer at least. Yeah, yeah. I mean, let's call it what it is. The Sixers haven't exactly set the bar high with GMs from Billy King to Ed Stefanski. Um, So, you know, you give a guy like Sam Hickey a shot and he gives you the blueprint and he rides out, I guess, 75% of the blueprint. And uh, yeah. then you kind of, you know, you see him pull the plug on it. You know, they didn't force him out. He pulled the plug on it. 
uh, you know, losing takes its toll on people. Right, Tone? Absolutely. You've lost. Absolutely. You know, you've lost. It's going on some runs. You've lost some big money on some bad runs. It's a roller coaster ride. And it's the same thing as being a GM of a professional sports team. You take all the abuse. You take all the abuse. <laughs> We're going to take it into now Doug Peterson's Eagles. Uh, Doug has never been a football head coach at any level, from high school to college to the NFL. Fact of the matter is, uh, I don't even know if he called plays in Kansas City for the Chiefs. Um, he was, he, you know, he's truly an Andy Reid protege from his playing days through his coaching time. Um, he's now the head coach of your Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, the Eagles roster has uh, been reinvigorated with a crop of free agents and uh, some talent. Some, you know, from the Chip Kelly. Got rid of some bad contracts. Yep, they let go of some bad contracts. So, Vin, Mr. Positivity, Mr. Philadelphia Sports Fan Positivity, do you see this Eagles team winning the NFC East? And do you want to give a record prediction? Go ahead. Honestly, I could see them winning the NFC East. It's not the strongest division in the league. Uh, I think they have a lot of capable players all over that roster. There's a few holes, I understand that. But, uh, you know, that's what the dress for. Uh, Bradford had a very good second half last year. I really think he's, uh, you know, I think he's good enough quarterback to, uh, you know, have this team as a division winner. I really do. Confident with Sam Bradford at the helm? Uh, yeah, I think I'm a lot more confident than most. But, uh, you know, one thing worth mentioning is the uh, amount of drop his uh, receiving core had last year. So that didn't help matters. But have they really improved that, that wide receiver core at all? Only bringing in Randall. I mean, that's a good point, but uh, I think the drops are kind of sitting there. You know, just everything went wrong, you know, worst possible way last year. Sure, sure. Obviously, I think a few more bounces, yeah. you know, are going to go their way this year. But uh, You got to hope for that, right? As a positive guy, you bank on something like that. Sure, and I think that, you know, I'm sure they've been working on that. The mm-hmm. offseason, I'm sure they continue to work on that. Mm-hmm. I, I think, uh, you know, I think there's ways to improve on that. Absolutely, absolutely. And you even got a bank on, you know, a Nelson Aguilar improving and getting better. Uh, sure, you know, he was he was a rookie. He was probably pretty overwhelmed at a lot of times last year. For so sure. hopefully, uh, you know, he'll use that as a learning experience. And, uh, you know, very few guys come into the league in a rookie year and just, you know, take a leap by storm at, at the receiver position. You know, it's not very common. So, um, absolutely. Maybe he'll, uh, be able to build on that and he's next year I do think he's a talented guy so it's not like he's just a, you know some bum that's sitting out there you know I think uh, he turned to the house for a reason he was, he was pretty highly rated by a lot of teams for so sure for, from, a lot, it's from a show. lot of credible sources so folks there it is uh, Mr. Positivity Philadelphia sports fan our dear friend Vincenzo DiBiase he's got the Sixers next year possibly in the Eastern Conference Finals He's got the Phillies competing for a wild card spot this year and, and, and eclipsing the uh, Vegas uh, win total. He's got the Eagles winning the NFC East. And I think, Vin, correct me if I'm wrong, Vincenzo, you got the Flyers in the cup. Yep, I think they're going to uh, they're gonna meet up with Pittsburgh. It's going to be a great series, but, you know, I think they're going to take it. Yeah, it, it'll that. be a war and they'll take it. To hell with it. 
Now let me hit you with this, man. I gotta hit you with one more Eagles point because it's so wild. What do you think of this? And, and you know, I just got this from a credible source today that uh, Doug Peterson was sleeping with his secretary in Kansas City, and Andy Reid wanted to ship him out of town. Hence the uh, Andy Reid endorsement with the Philadelphia Eagles. Doug Peterson was screwing his secretary in gorgeous Kansas City. And Andy Reid said, well, we can't have this. It's time to send him out of town. What do you think of that, Vincenzo? Yeah, I have heard about that. It's not the most encouraging news, but, um, right. you know, I kind of like to think, uh, you know, until, you know, prove me wrong. If, if the guy can't coach, you know, right, I'm right. willing to, uh, to right. see how it goes until then. Hey, we know you he know, can but... screw. Let's see if he can coach, right? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> <laughs> Tom, what do you think? What do you make of that? I mean, if you screw well, you probably lead the troops well, you know? Yeah, no stress. You're feeling good. You're feeling good about yourself, exactly. You got your legs under you. It's important. It's important. <laughs> <laughs> it is. Vincenzo, we loved having you. We love the positivity. Uh, because we're not about the negative stuff here at Skyfall. The negative stuff is done. It's all about positive in this day and age. We got enough negative stuff in the in the media and all over, uh, you know, Twitter and whatnot. So let's give a new definition to the Philadelphia sports fan. Vin, I think you're, you know, a shining example of what the modern day Philadelphia sports fan truly is. It was a pleasure having you. Mark, I appreciate you having me, Tony, as well. Thanks a lot. Um, you know, it's been it's been great being on with you. Uh, I love the show. You know, I wish you uh, continued success in the future, you know. Absolutely, Van. We're going to have you on very soon. That sounds good. I can't wait, guys. I'm looking forward to uh, Flyers playoffs starting at the end of this week. I'm looking like Thursday, I think. So, Absolutely. you know, we'll talk soon. Absolutely. Yeah, I got to get you on when the Flyers are in the cup. You've got that so many bold minute, predictions. Guys. I got to get you back here for it. Yeah, Van, as soon as these predictions start coming to fruition, you're going to be, uh, you know, the toast of the town. You're going to be the guy in the city that everybody's going to want to talk to about what's going on. That's right, man. <laughs> I, like to, uh, I like to get the credit when it comes to, you know, having to take uh, Well, you're going to, get it you're, going to get, you're going to get it here at On The Mark. Folks, this is a tradition unlike any other. On The Mark, Episode 4, The Masters. We love you, Vin.
Yeah, man. A lot of positivity in this one. A lot of positive vibes. That I guy like Vincenzo, that. man, he's predicting uh, these last place teams that go all the way. Well, guess what? He knows his stuff, too. He does. I love his positivity. It's not like it's some amateur on here talking about, you know, nonsense. No, he knows his stuff. I'm gonna, I'll tell you what, I'm going to bang the hell out of that Phillies over 64 and a half. Sure, sure. You love that. I love that win total, man. I do. And between Vinny's positivity with the Philadelphia sports... And Marissa's positivity about, you know, finding a significant other. I'm feeling real good after tonight. This was a nice episode, man. Yeah, man, man, I like that. We need to, you know, continue that. This needs to be the the positive podcast of Philadelphia. Sure, especially after all that happened last week with Peyton getting violently ill. Oh, yeah. We needed this. We needed this. Because not only are we Philadelphia's only podcast... We're Philadelphia's most positive podcast. And that's important. That's an important thing to... Yeah. Uh, well, let's send the right message to these kids. Yeah, that's what we're trying to do here. That's what we're uh, trying absolutely. to do here. Absolutely. Absolutely. Because who the kids going to listen to? Huh? I guess me if it isn't you. Folks, it was an honor having you listen into episode four, a tradition unlike any other. Breaking barriers in this episode. Breaking barriers, folks. Gender week equality. In and week out, from city to city, to male to female, history is taking place here at On the Mark, and we're thrilled to have you a part of it, ladies and gentlemen. It looks like we've finally reached the bewitching hour, and with that being said, good night, cruel world. Do we like touch on end. enough? Man, Tone, I'm feeling some real positive vibes after that episode. Yeah, man, that was good. I needed that. Yeah, me too. You got Vinny predicting all types of nice stuff for Philadelphia sports. I'll tell you what, man. That guy's predicting a bunch of last place teams that go all the way next year. I love the positivity. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And he's not just some guy we found on the street. Vincenzo knows his stuff. I know he does. He's going to make me bang the hell out of that over 64 and a half for the uh, Phils. Absolutely. And then you got Marissa, who's... You know, she's going to find that significant other one way or another, whether it's online dating or whatever. Ah, uh, sweet girl, Marky. She'll, she'll find that significant other forcibly if she has to. <laughs> one way or another. Man, I'm feeling real good, real positive. We are Philadelphia's only podcast, and we are Philadelphia's most positive podcast. We're giving the right lesson to these kids, aren't we, Tom? Yeah, man. Important to know the difference, too, of the two. We are definitely uh, giving a right message. Got to start making moves, though, to get out of here, Mark. I still got to drain a basement when I get home. Yeah, man. What are you going to do about all that water down there? I, I, I just bought a big sub pump. Okay. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to put that thing down there. I'm going to clear it out. Okay. Okay. But, uh, yeah, it's been in the back of my head this entire episode. Yeah, you haven't been able to think straight. So all nah. this positive stuff's probably done you a little bit of good. I needed it, Mark. Yeah, I needed it. Yeah. A couple of these dirty martinis. I'm feeling phenomenal. Yeah, sure, sure. I'll tell you what, I'm going to be drinking Tang Rain Tonics all summer, man. Yeah, real refreshing drink for that uh, oh, summer months. Yeah, you got that lime in there. Ooh, perfect. Yeah. Goes perfect with a nice 66 degrees. I love it. Oh, man, doesn't it ever. Folks. Looks like we finally reached the bewitching hour. And with that being said, good night, cruel world. Girl, you'll be a woman soon.
Fire. 